I showed up. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. <laughs> You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM. I'm your host, Abdullah Al-Ma'awali, and with me today is another Abdullah. I think you might be the first Abdullah uh, that I have on the show, aside from myself. Abdullah Square now. Abdullah. The show is now double the, the, uh, the fun, double the... <laughs> I hope so. Party. <laughs> Maybe we're speaking a little too soon. Now we got Abdullah Al-Hinai with us. Abdullah, if you would allow me uh, to get your bio, it's a very... it's uh, it's. Let's read it. Uh, the owner of a healthy kitchen, the owner of 360 Care, the owner of Al Hinai Elevator, the owner of Al Hinai Construction, all part of Al Hinai Group. Wow, the way you said it, I want to meet this guy. Wow. My first question is how? How is this possible? How can you, how can you manage all of these businesses? And uh, keep them floating. It's not easy, Abdullah. It's not easy. Um, I had a passion for entrepreneurship since I was, I think, 16 years. Hmm. Um, back on 2005, I remember I was playing a game called World of Warcraft. If you know that, mm-hmm. maybe your listeners would uh, mm-hmm. know about this I, game. I'd never it. played it, but I know. You the never game. played it? Yeah. It's, a, it's an ancient game now, but uh, <laughs> before it was the most uh, hip game ever made. Hmm. So, um, this game, uh, for you to go and uh, get material, get uh, um, stuff for you to the game uh, to proceed. Um, and what I do in that game, I play for five, six hours a day, and I get to go to a place called an auction, an mm-hmm. auction inside the game. That place, you can make an actual money from inside a game. So you farm gold, and you sell it to a person, and he gives you an actual money. Like like fiat, real money? Yes. No, no, it's, it's, it's a long... Um, or com- the game money. There's a game money yeah. called gold, mm. and you sell it off to a person, mm-hmm. another player, and that player um, sends you money through PayPal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the thing is, back in 2005, I left the entire premise of the game, mm. and I did only the auction house. So when I was 15, 16 years old, I was thinking, <laughs> why do I do this? Why do I quite enjoy the auction house more than the game itself? Then I felt, okay, this is what entrepreneurship is. I felt this is this is what I want to do is just um, sell stuff, create content, do do things that people want to buy or or listen to and uh, enjoy. So, Interesting. Um, Started early. Yes, I did. I did, and I actually made good money out of that. What's good money for uh, a fifteen-year-old? Hundred riyals a month. Yo, it's fantastic. Back in two thousand five, two thousand six, if you remember that. Man, so um, you know how many chips are man you can buy with that? <laughs> See, 100 riyals in 2005 <laughs> is not 100 riyals now. So for all of, uh, you know, Gen Z listeners currently. <laughs> <laughs> You're making fun of you. I made that during idea. Just so the first Eid. 100 riyals is insignificant. <laughs> you, 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 you're celebrating 100 riyals. Anyway, so um, I wanted to um, explore that even further. Mm. So I was a student in SQU and College of Engineering. Um, that experience gave me a lot of knowledge, a lot of... Um, uh, what to do in life? Uh, I was quite blessed to mm. be. You know, I studied in uh, government school, public schools, and then I went to SQU for civil engineering degree. Um, by that time, I had my heart on business. I really wanted to start a business. Uh, so in 2008, 
I started a small business in Al-Khouf near SKU, mm. just like uh, maybe three, four kilometers away from SKU because I wanted to do both things. So uh, I, called, I started a business called 360 Care, which is a car care business. Oh, that was your first one? Yes, okay. that was my first business. 2008, uh, exactly September 14th. Can you take me through that? Why did you choose that as a business? Uh, I'm quite passionate about cars, specifically okay. supercars. If you come to my house, you'll be, <laughs> yeah? you know where my money goes. <laughs> okay, okay. You got to name them now. You got to name them. So piece by piece. Oh my God. I had, uh, I had many, but I sold m- most of them. Mm. Um, I had a Toyota Supra. Okay. I had a GTR R34, if you know this JDM, Japanese supercar. I must warn you, and I'm sorry, audiences, like I do not know anything about cars. Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm asking you to name these for your fans, not for me. <laughs> Th- those cars are, if you know, um, back in 2005, 2006, hmm. they were not uh, very, what do you call it, uh, in demand. Hmm. Not m- many people wanted them. But when a famous movie called Fast and Furious oh, was yeah. launched, it changed the entire uh, J- JDM or Japanese supercars uh, uh, theory or, or passion. Mm. So um, people seek them and bought them. So I remember one of the cars that I bought was a Mitsubishi Evolution. I bought it, I think, for 3,000 riyal, and I kept it for two years and I sold it for eight. It oh, actually wow. gained value during uh, my ownership. And uh, why? Um, because... There was times uh, when a movie is launched, specifically a version of Fast and Furious, you can be smart with this. I see. So when that car is in that movie, it goes in demand very highly. Right. So maybe that's a trick that I use. So what car is available in that movie, I, I t- tend to buy it before the movie is launched. Then when the movie is launched, I sell it off for a good profit. And then you have the playing in the radio. And if you go, and Exactly. So... Um, when I started the business 360 Care, I had a quite big passion for supercars. Mm. It's all because also my brother, Mohammed. Mohammed is a big fan. He's my older brother. And he got me into this. I was not. I was actually an extreme introvert. I did not like to meet people. I was really, really shy. Mm. And I was heavily obese. I remember I was weighing around 140 kgs at that time. MashaAllah. I was, I was, <laughs> it was an issue. That's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to get into supercars and they usually have bucket seats. <laughs> kind of sees that hug you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all things led to a good thing in the end, you know? Yeah. So um, uh, when uh, my passion for cars grew, I wanted to create a community. Mm. People who love cars, they wanted to come to me. So starting a business where car care uh, is centralized, people tend to come, especially if they knew you're a car guy. Hmm. They would see a supercar there. They would see a JDM car. They would see um, a car that they don't see quite often, specifically in 2008, 2009. Anyway, so uh, I wanted to create a community for people to come and visit my shop mm. and people with uh, sharing uh, the same passion that I do. Uh, so when I started the first business back in 2008, I did manage that. I did create a community for people to come. Mm. And, uh, but I was also a student in SKU. Uh, I tended to, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, prefer my business over my education. Mm. So I had a big, pa- big passion for business. Uh, uh, instead of the civil engineering factor. But I had it in my head as well. I wanted to start a construction company during that period because I quite enjoyed How? How? Like, I don't understand. So here you are, a huge car enthusiast. At this point, you already started 360 Care? Yes. So why construction? Where did that come from? Um, this is like another story. <laughs> well, well, let's stick to the 360 Care first because this is the community you're talking about. 
you wanted a space where you could bring car enthusiasts, yes. uh, but it's also running as a business. And so so what, what services do you offer at 360 um, Care? Back then, we used to uh, do some car polishing, car mm. cleaning, um, a window film. Uh, but we wanted to expand to spare parts, which are uh, modification for the cars, mm. a, a bumper, an exhaust, or whatever. So, uh, but we then we shifted to just specializing regarding car care and detail. And did you find what you were looking for? Did you find a community through that? Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So, when you want, you have a passion, and you wanted that passion to be shared with others, because you cannot have a passion as one person. You would like to have a certain communities. There are communities for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. There are communities for cosplays. There are communities for everything. Uh, that community thrives when it gets together. Absolutely. So uh, I thought of a business and a community in the same time. Mm. Um, uh, uh, so 360 Care was a start for me. Uh, first three years were extremely hard <laughs> because I was doing two things. And it was a mistake, to be honest. Uh, I don't prefer it for others. Uh, having an established business while being a student is, is not easy thing to do. I imagine. Eight hours in, in, in SQU, then another six or four hours in, uh, in your business. Was your brother helping you with this? He was. He was, actually. He was a big support for me. Mm. So um, first three years, we were struggling. It was not easy. Then um, we had a couple of ideas how to do it well. Uh, the thing what I want to recommend for everybody who hmm. wants to start a business, the skill of sales. That's very important. Focus on that as much as possible. For the uh, first three years of business, I learned to meet people. That is a very key element in hmm. whatever business you, if you, if you're selling gold, if you're selling water, if you're selling whatever, mm-hmm. you are selling a brand. Abdullah Al-Ma'wali, Abdullah Al-Hinan. This is a brand. You should sell it off to a to, to the public should know how to promote for yourself. How do you go about developing such a skill? Uh, time. You need time. Mm. Keep doing it. Don't do it at once. Uh, if I ask you, Abdullah, how are you doing a, a famous radio show? You tell me, and it needs time. Three, four months of consistently uh, uh, interviewing people, talking to them, getting information out of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the, see, and the thing is, people think most of famous entrepreneurs or, or famous uh, people with skill, like uh, a footballer or, or a podcaster or whatever, mm. they were born that way. Mm. That was a very common mistake. There's 0.0001% of people uh, born with a, a very good skill. Yeah. And uh, the other 19, 99% need to harness, need to develop, mm. need to become good at that skill. In fact, I've, I've noticed throughout my, you know, throughout the years that even if you do have innate skill and innate talent, that does not guarantee that you're going to go all, very far. At all. Yeah. Uh, what do you call that famous thing, uh, famous say in English? Um, hard work beats talent every day. Yeah. Hard work beats talent every day. If you're talented in whatever, mm. if you're a talented chess player or a talented footballer, if you do not uh, develop that skill with time, it's nothing. You miss the nuances. You you miss um, a lot of things that you wouldn't, you can't intellectualize. You can you can only experience. No way. Yeah. Uh, always put on here because people think that most of successful people are born that way. Mm. They were so good that we cannot uh, uh, do what they did. Anyways, mm. so uh, 2011, 2012, we learned many mistakes that we do in the business. And we de- decided to develop that. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I want to convey to others, um, incentivizing the staff. I remember when uh, we had this idea in our head that every employee that gets business gets a percentage of that. Mm. It's very common sense, but we did not have it in our head. 
I remember that month when we started uh, applying that in, in, in the business, our business grew 300% in one month. Just because of that. This is this small information. What people, uh, what we did with this, our staff back then, 2012, with that growth, put me in a community of business entrepreneurs. Mm. I wanted to know more. One, one information grew my business that percent means I need more information. For me, um, it's, it's, a, it's a some, something that I like to do. Go through whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Go improvise. 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 Like the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> improvise uh, with whatever business that you have. Mm. And along the way, be active, be pragmatic, be uh, conscious to whatever mistakes that you do. Mm. And then fix it, correct it. Because you'll never be ready. You will never be ready. If you think you're ready, you're still not ready. Really, <laughs> yeah. you need another three, four months. Because you don't know what you don't know. You need to start. Yeah. So um, I wanted to uh, uh, connect with the entrepreneurship community. Um, so um, then we opened another branch for 360. We were doing very well in 2015 uh, in uh, Adeba. Okay. And then another branch in Nezwa. Again, uh, uh, the growth was yearly because we got the algorithm correct. We know how it works now. We know how the business works. Mm. And then when I graduated from college, I wanted to start my own construction company. Where did that idea come from? What about construction that interests you? I love construction. Again, with a game. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, toys and games are part of our uh, childhood. Hmm. Uh, I remember uh, when I was a child, uh, I think 95 or 96, I asked my mother, I love Lego so much. What does that mean? She said, engineer, civil engineer. Hmm. And got stuck in my head. Uh, Because... um, You know, back then, my father was alive. Uh, Allah rest his soul uh, in Jannah, inshallah. Allah so um, he advised me to be a judge, mm. a judge in, in a court. Very uh, noble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I did not have the passion for that at all. Mm. And I loved Legos so much. And I, I'm, think, I'm talking about I was eight or nine years old. So my mother told me, go for engineering. That's it. And since I was eight or nine years old, mm. I had that mindset. I want to be an engineer. I want to build stuff. I want to construct There is nothing more noble than being uh, creating something out of nothing. Mm. Imagine this land was empty for millions of years and you construct a building, a villa, or uh, a place where people live and uh, start their own life. Must feel nice. It, it had like noble uh, motivation for me to do that. So uh, I started. I mean, uh, aside from the fact that uh, construction is a good business to be in, generally speaking, no. Uh, <laughs> That's a, an argument point. Construction is a very, very hard business to. Yeah, how's uh, that? Yeah, um, we'll go through it. Okay. Uh, let me. Uh, I'll tell you all the details. Mm. So back in I think 2014, we decided to start a construction company, mm. and we had an opportunity of a family business for real estate development. So we wanted to start from that, and the first project we did was my own house. Nice. It's a big. <laughs> it's a big so if you fail, yes, <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't want to build for people if I cannot build for myself. And imagine you're fresh out of college and mm. you just wanted to um, uh, build a villa, and it was a very complex villa. I want to do something extreme, something different. So um, the engineering point of, uh, of that villa was not easy. I remember just the retaining all the foundations were costing around 80,000 reals, just the foundations. Imagine not going even uh, one meter above uh, above the ground and you're still spending, uh, you spend that much. 
and yeah. many problems were there. There was something called expansive soil, a soil that uh, uh, when it comes in contact with water, it gets like like roti, you know, bread roti <laughs> or chapati. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it gets inflated. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So um, that kind of soil is horrible for uh, any uh, construction. construction. So we had to engineer our way uh, away from that problem. So um, along the way, my own house, I wanted to have elevators because I have a, a passion for cars. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I see you're smiling. So. <laughs> yes, because that's another one of your businesses, yes. an elevator business, which is the most random thing to see in a list ever. See, the thing is, <laughs> find a problem, find a business. I always tell mm. uh, people who follow me on Instagram or uh, in social media in general, you want a business, just find a problem. And I found a the problem, there are not many um, uh, elevator business that serves um, car lifts do that kind of uh, it serves what sorry um, there is a very heavy duty freight elevators mm-hmm. they don't usually do it for cars oh. so I want because I have a car uh, passion and I wanted the cars to be in my home this is just <laughs> such, such a first world problem you know I'm sorry for uh, the listener <laughs> I love it please go on please go on so because I had a found, good foundation of business you know yeah. I have that income I have that uh, Yeah. Credibility. So I can ask anything. Hmm. When you have a good business, it's easy to grow it even further. So um, I went up to a brand called Sanyo, which is a Japanese brand. And we signed an exclusive dealership to be the representative in Oman. Hmm. And for my own house, again, I wanted my elevators to be in my own house. Mm-hmm. So I got it for practically nothing, which is very good hmm. because they wanted a demo for their own product. See, everything can be done well if you strategize it, plan it, and do it according to plan. When you say well, you mean, what do you mean by well? Uh, what do you mean? Well, in, in everything the, could be done well. Uh, do you mean everything could be also done affordably? Affordably, or, yeah. I mean, affordably, yes. um, you don't have to invest that much mm. if you uh, think a business can be done in light manner. Just plan to do it in a light manner. An MVP, right? Yes. A minimum viable product. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, when we did that uh, um, of my own house, we completed my own elevators. Hmm. So far in Sanyo Elevators, we've done almost 300 elevators, which I'm very proud of that. Uh, our own brand, maybe around 86. And these are all car? Uh, like, no, uh, uh, car lifts, escalators, travelators, and passenger lifts. Okay. I'm very proud of that. This is something that I also um, um, appreciate the team that I have. And the brand that uh, was established. How did you figure out that there is a market for that in Oman? Again, find a problem. Mm. How, um, how did you even know this was a problem? I studied the market. I studied the market. Mm. First, I wanted that niche stuff, the car lift business, that niche thing. Then I found, because I started as a subcontractor first for other brands, and I've gained that knowledge, skill transfer. Um, I have people who just contact me. Uh, they ask me, how can I start a construction company? Hmm. Or how can I start a real estate development company? Start as a broker. There is no shame in that. Especially in real estate development. Some brokers are doing much. They're doing well, better than the real estate developer itself. Can hmm. you imagine that? And there's no capital there. So when I worked as a subcontractor for an elevator, a current elevator company, I've gained the knowledge, I've gained the capabilities, I've uh, had a proper feasibility studies with correct numbers. See, the thing is in Oman, uh, getting numbers uh, is quite difficult if you wanted to do a proper stu- feasibility studies. So you have to be in that specific market that you want to What's conquer. the problem? Why is it difficult? There's no such thing as transparency. Hmm. 
you cannot get data figures, which is changing currently. I've seen it. Yeah. It's growing properly. There are more reports coming yes, out these I days. I know with taxation, you have to announce some kind of numbers and uh, uh, transparency uh, figures. So uh, transparency in uh, business is key for you to build a proper feasibility. Mm. Uh, there's nothing called uh, numbers from thin air. Yeah. You need actual factual numbers that you can follow up and build the feasibility on. Because it. everyone will exaggerate their numbers if it's not based on facts. Even like, exaggerated mm. numbers you can uh, work with, but there's no numbers at all. Right. See, um, if there is no, uh, if the company is not uh, in Masqat, Sukh Masqat, Lamraq Al Maliyah, there's no actual numbers that you can follow. Because if it's publicly traded company, then you can follow the numbers. Okay, they've done well. They're required to. Matahan Omania, Oman Tel, Bank Muscat. It's very easy to follow their numbers and you can do a feasibility on that. But hmm. the other numbers, how can you do it? Even um, SME figures are very hard to get. Anyways, but uh, I tell uh, your listeners and your uh, viewers, uh, uh, there's government uh, 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 corporations that will help you with that. Mm. So if you can contact the right people, I think you can get your, your numbers. Anyways, so when we started all these companies at the same time, I actually made a mistake of growing too fast. And that's something that I've done back, I think, in 2017. Yeah. I started in the same time around uh, six companies, including F&B restaurant, which is I, I tell my uh, uh, your listeners and uh, your viewers, mm. Don't do that. Even though your business was doing very well. <laughs> really, really. I lost my personal life. I lost my concentration. See, when you're doing thing, one thing and you're doing it well, mm. don't lose your focus. I started around seven restaurants, seven cafes and restaurants, including uh, 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 frozen yogurt, mishkak, uh, cafe, and uh, healthy uh, put, kitchen put, restaurant. Put, put me in your head. Why? What, what were you seeking? I mean, if you have a couple of businesses that are doing well, <laughs> see, I have a big vision that I want to reach. Mm. There's something called wealth and there's something called rich, being rich. Then? I want to be wealthy. What does that mean? What's the difference? Wealth is generational. Mm. Rich is for you, Abdullah, to be rich and you can afford a nice car, you can afford a nice house. Mm. I want to build an empire. I want to have wealth that goes a generation. That when you plan that, making a business for a profit of 2,000, 1,000 a month is not significant anymore. You want to grow faster because I've been doing SMEs for more than 14 years now. Hmm. I'm, 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 I'm blessed, alhamdulillah, but I mean, I feel really, I've gained the experience, the knowledge, the skills. Well, during that 14 years, I bet that nobody in a job can get hmm. because hardship creates a man. And, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's filled with hardship. Literally, I tell you, every day we put fires. <laughs> mm. We just uh, put out a, fires. Put out fires. We, we, there's a fire in that business. There's fires in that business and just manage it. So it's not easy. You need to be smart and you need to manage um, these fires with as minimum damage as possible. And throughout this whole process, it, what, it's not just you, it's with your brother as well, right? Yes. 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 I have so I, that helps definitely definitely <laughs> yeah. my brothers I'm, I, I love them your to brothers death. so it's not one brother I have uh, I have uh, 12 brothers and 12 sisters mashallah mashallah yes. two dozen <laughs> so I'm blessed with uh, a very large family how many of them are involved with uh, directly involved with your business uh, three okay three yeah, but that's more than enough because my brothers are a handful as well 
okay. just like me with double maybe sometimes <laughs> they are uh, um, this is what the, the Hina'i DNA means interesting okay, <laughs> we're I'm all leaders it. this is what we create us leaders so yeah. we, that's why we fight so much I well. would imagine <laughs> I would imagine uh, so um, uh, our brother my brothers are uh, giving a big support but what I did back in 2017 was a mistake even though no matter how good your business is, mm. do not do not expand too fast. That was a mistake that I've done and uh, I admit it now, but it was a lesson that I paid for very well. And um, for me, as I told you before, I improvise a lot. I do opportunities as a wimp. I, forgot, I, forgot, mm. I found a, a cafe opportunity, I bought it and I started. And then uh, a, a concept for healthy food, I started and I went with it. Was that your pre- previous mindset or your current? Um, I still have that mindset. I will not lie. <laughs> Opportunities do come to me quite often, especially specifically at this time, mm. uh, because I have a platform in social media, and I'm very blessed that platform is picking up very well. Yeah. Uh, in my own Instagram account and my Twitter and uh, a podcast called Coffee with Abdullah. Oh, yeah, I'm very familiar. With yes. That. <laughs> We're like the Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon of. Uh, do you know those two? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> They're quite famous. I wish we uh, be the, the, the same Abdullah level. Abdullah and I and Abdullah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be the Abdullah squares. <laughs> uh, so I started that podcast to host entrepreneurs, and uh, mm. I'm getting very familiar with that community for entrepreneurs. I'm very blessed with that. Yeah. And I thank every one of them, or people who came into my show, people who contact me. I would love to speak about that. I'll leave, I left that for later. All right. I, I, you said something interesting. Do not expand too quickly. Now, based on your experience, how can you determine if you're expanding too quickly or you're expanding at the right pace? Um, there is a very, very expensive commodity mm. that you should always be aware of. It's called time. Mm-hmm. If you spend eight or nine or 12 hours in a business, means you're not doing it well. You're not doing it well. Uh, there is a famous saying called delegate to elevate. Mm-hmm. Delegate to elevate. I, just, I take it to my grave, this kind of saying, it's because if you want to grow a multi-billion dollar company, you cannot do every small thing in every company. That's not uh, um, possible at all. So you need to delegate as much work as possible. Even though, if delegating your your time means you lose some kind of profit, some kind of uh, margin that yeah. you, you used to do it when you uh, do it yourself, but sacrifice that for your time because mm-hmm. there is no replacing your time. If you ask me now, Abdullah, I will tell you my hour, I can count it to the real, how much it cost me. Mm-hmm. One hour, it could cost me this amount because I broke down my time. And that was the issue. I uh, When I have six companies at the same time, I used to give uh, every company 90% of my time and effort, mm-hmm. but then I used to give five to 10%. That was a mistake. And just I advise, maybe this is not a very uh, common issue between uh, entrepreneurs because most of them tend to focus, but I was doing so well that they wanted to grow very fast. Right. Anyway, so- but we can speak to that population as well, even if they're not the most common population, but those who are thinking of going down the path of a Lenai group, who want to expand, who want to not just um, stick to one industry, but multiple industries. Definitely. Uh, why not? You, you're a good guy to listen to and take advice definitely, from on that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'll be more than happy to give to. Mm. Um, so um, when we expanded too fast, the most headache that I got is from restaurants, F&B, food and beverage sector. Uh, food and beverage sector requires a lot of micromanagement. You need to know about the salt. You need to know about the delivery. You need to know about the food. You need to know about the waste. You need to know many small elements that will consume your time altogether. Mm. 
See, when I, to- when I tell you that I started the F&B business, it was doing well. You have cash in your pocket, but your time is non-existent. There's no time for yourself. There's no time to do any other thing. Delegation doesn't work. No, it, it works. It works, but uh, you need at least for three years to be involved mm. to the minimum thing that uh, involves your business. I remember we used to lose money because there's a lot of waste. You know, there's extra of chicken, extra of milk, extra of that is being thrown away. Yeah. And the margin is gone. And it was a big question until we figured it out. Then uh, we figured out that uh, the delivery companies, they take a lot of margin of, uh, for our business model. Mm. And we did not calculate it at start, but because when you do a feasibility, uh, the company started at that time. The delivery company, I don't want to name them, but uh, uh, they were eating a lot of our margin. Mm-hmm. Imagine your margin is as usually in FMB, you should cost be around 30 to 35%. Right. Your cost. So your margin should be 65, 70% if you're. It's pretty impressive. Very good, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I assumed it would be much worse margins than that. Big brands like McDonald's, yeah. their cost is below 20%. Wow. So, uh, and I, I won't talk about Starbucks and other coffee shops. because I they genuinely usually, always assumed FMB made much lower margins. No, no, you need to be smart. Mm. See, that, that's a, one of the issues that we tackled as well. Mm. So our cost was high. We did not know that. And uh, um, when the delivery companies, they usually take 25% of your total bill, not of your net profit. Oof. That's a very important information for your listeners to know. Yeah. 25% of your total bill. Imagine you sold 10 reals of meals. They'll get 25, uh, they will get 25%. reals is for them. And it's not but, of mm. the net profit of the total sale. They give you a good service. They give you, um, you know, marketing and ease of use, which is good. Access but, to a lot of, a lot more people. But means mm. that you need to reduce your cost even further, mm. which is a challenge as well. So uh, these delivery companies, you know, in Dubai or Doha, they say we take 35%. And Oman, even though it's geographically expanded, it's not centralized. Mm -hmm. There is not the downtown Oman or the downtown Masqat or downtown uh, Salala. Uh, So uh, we have this uh, rule in construction that you cannot exceed a certain height. So we have horizontal expansion instead of vertical expansion, which increases the cost of delivery. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because of that, um, they said, or even though population is just around 4 million, we reduced it to 25, now it's 28%. Again, this is another challenge for FMB that we needed to add on as, as we went with the business. Uh, so be aware of that. Right. Uh, and uh, micromanagement does not stick to one thing. Imagine one day that uh, there was a complaint. I remember one day we had a good complaint from, <laughs> a good complaint mm-hmm. that I learned a lot from. Um, one of the people who went uh, came into a restaurant They said, you said you you will give me chicken 180 grams and you gave me 175. Wow. I swear, it was an actual complaint. This guy went and waited and and saw five grams missing. Five grams. He must have been on a strict diet then. Yes, he was. He was. But (laughs) I had to come in myself and I talked to him. I told him, what was the issue? He says, where is my five grams? <laughs> and I took him to the kitchen yeah. and I told him, look, this mm. is pre-cooking and this is post-cooking. Mm-hmm. This is how there is moisture being disappeared during the cooking uh, uh, procedure. Can I just say before you continue the story, I made a complaint once. It was I was on a very strict diet, but for sure it was not just five grams. It was way more significant than that. Contacted the delivery service that I use often and I'm not going to mention. <laughs> and the delivery service themselves gave me a voucher 
like a free, I think it was a two real voucher. It just we spoke to the restaurant. They they mentioned that I think they just they they see that I'm such a huge customer. I order all the time. They're like, just make him happy. Give him, <laughs> give him uh, two. But five grams. No, what, no. What did no. you do? What did you do? Uh, and I had to give him an extra meal mm. just because of the five grams. Yeah. But see, this is something that took a lot of my time. Imagine I was doing some kind of work and I had to leave everything mm. and go to the customer, deal with him, then get back. That's three hours of your time just disappeared. See, the thing is in, in GCC nations, which time we do not appreciate that much. You know, I have um, 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 something that I need to complete in one of the uh, government uh, sectors. Mm. It took me around one and a half year to complete. Wow. That's horrible for an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur every time counts. If you're a job, you get paid on 25th of each month. That does not mean- It wouldn't matter as much. But here every day it matters because uh, I have um, uh, employees that I need to pay their salaries. I have rent that I need to pay. Mm. Now I have to pay taxes and other stuff. So this mindset is changing significantly, uh, specifically during a post uh, pandemic time. Now people are more getting um, uh, agile uh, with their paperwork. Everything is uh, transforming into digital, which is excellent. I'm very happy with that. Mm -hmm. So we are on the right track currently. Absolutely. Before we were stagnated. I genuinely feel we're in a transitional phase Uh, as an entire country as well, not just one or two ministerial organizations, but there is a shift that you, I, I'm sensing in the air in terms of the mindset Most with definitely. entrepreneurship. See, if you're yeah. an employee, you yeah. will not feel the change as much as I do mm-hmm. because I, v- I visit a government uh, institution uh, and the government uh, ministries or whatever to finish my paperwork. Mm. So I feel it immediately. When there is a good change going on, I feel it in my arms and my, fe- my, my hair, my, uh, my head. Do just you tweet about <laughs> it? <laughs> because I get less headache. Yeah. Less headache means good for me. This is, this is in the right track. We're going the right track yeah anyways so um uh micromanagement in a fmb uh project is very 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 hard you need to be aware starting uh, an fmb or a cafe or restaurant or any kind of uh, food industry you will be okay financially there's a good money coming in because there is cash flow every day you make certain amount mm. unlike construction construction every six months you get a check every three months you get a check i see so yes. uh that is different yeah. and it helped actually to manage other companies be- being a cash rich business you direct money to places that you know you will get money uh, further down the line right uh so but it took a lot of time it's very difficult if you plan to open an FMB business, cafe, restaurant, or whatever, know that it will take consumer time and don't do anything else. Mm. Uh, I have um, a system. Every three years, manage a business, then leave it on autopilot. Autopilot. Three years you found is three the right years. amount of time. This is the right time for you in Oman. And then you can leave the business with the right management. Mm. You will make mistakes or hiring the wrong people that, uh, you know, will not do the right job that you do, but incentivize them well enough for them to stay. Even though if you wish to make an X amount of profit and this is X minus two, settle with that and grow other stuff. Grow a franchise system, grow uh, diversity in the business, grow um, uh, a different kind of... uh, It's the idea of you want... You'd rather have a small piece of a really large pie than to have the a full pie 
but a very tiny one, right? Yes. So, so when you're coming up with incentive schemes where you're giving away parts of the company, perhaps, or shares, if you will, uh, you're giving part of the pie away. Exactly. But then it's a much larger pie that you're thinking about. You, you need to know, uh, if you settle for, I, I like to give this example, a thousand riyal per month, hmm. that's all you get, a thousand riyal per month. But if you have the mindset that I want to grow a business to 100,000 100, riyal a month, Mm-hmm. Then you will business, you will build your business model based on that. You will not get hundred thousand. You'll get ninety five. You'll get ninety, which is still very very important thing. If you feel your cafe is making uh, uh, sales per day two hundred reals, as an example, mm. you wanted to grow it. For, you want to grow it further. Open more branches, and that will get you another two hundred. Franchise, uh, add uh, streams of income. Products. Did you franchise your uh, F&B business? Um, this is now the story where it has a bit of a sad ending. Oh. But in 2020, I found um, a buyer for the F&B portfolio entirely. Hmm. Um, I felt it's not a right opportunity to do because it's taking a lot of my time. And I sold the entire portfolio, which is good because then pandemic hits. I was very happy with that move. <laughs> it was a good What move. A good <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite blessed uh, that that happens. Alhamdulillah. But Alhamdulillah. I would like to get back on that horse again once I have um, the right management, I, I, the right capability. The healthy kitchen is not under you. No, it's not anymore. Okay. It's not anymore. It's sold to another party. Yeah. But uh, that was a very dear Uh, project to me. I worked very hard Can on it. Can you tell me about why you started that business? Uh, again, because of a problem that I found. Mm-hmm. I had a weight problem, I told you. I was yes. I was weighing around 140 kgs and I struggled with good food. I did not uh, like the current uh, healthy cuisine that's available in the market. So I wanted something delicious yeah. and something healthy. Still struggle with that. Yeah, um, it's, v- it's very difficult. Mm. So um, when I started that business, it was originally a franchise. But then we found an opportunity to do it in our own brand, hmm. which is very good. When we did like a move with that, although it costs a lot because you had to create your own menu, start from zero, create a brand. Anyways, so um, that was a good business model if people think of doing it. A healthy food with uh, delicious flavors, you know, um, yeah. Asian, Indians, Italian yeah. uh, cuisines are a uh, uh, big trend for uh, yeah, healthy please, uh, meals. Please. Flavors, people. Please <laughs> add spices, add sauces. That don't, sauces don't cost that many calories. Yani. Just show you a little. No, see, I think you nothing need, personal, but I think you know <laughs> who I'm talking about. You need to distinguish between bodybuilders and people with lifestyle. Yeah, bodybuilders even they cut salt. Mm. They cut salt in their meals. Yeah, I remember the, very dry. But, but these are such a tiny population. We're talking about when we're talking about cutting salt. We're talking about like the competitive bodybuilders yeah. who are uh, like I don't know eight percent body fat, three percent body fat. That's just three percent. Yeah, I cannot. Uh, I cannot stand by that. That's dangerous. Even they know it. They do that for like a, a week and then. Because it's dangerous to no, be at that they body They cut fat. water, they yeah. cut salt, and it's very dangerous. I remember uh, yeah. I saw one of the bodybuilders drinking battery fluid. Battery fluid, if you know, it's uh, pure H2O, pure. And that's actually poisonous for your body. Why? What? Why? Because they want to cut the salt altogether. So usual water that we drink contains many minerals, mm-hmm. including salts. So they drink pure H2O. Pure H2O 
uh, used in battery fluid. <laughs> and that's quite dangerous. So please don't do that. Please, whoever is going through a competition or a championship, Drinking pure H2O is very dangerous for your body. You know, <laughs> don't drink anything that's meant for your car. Let's, let's put it you know, put, and if you're gonna do it, go to 360 care. <laughs> potassium ions, uh, sodium ions, all of these, they are key elements for mm. the signals in your brain. Br uh, your brain uh, sends signals through the, these uh, salts and minerals. Mm. So cutting that all together means your brain does not get the uh, signals and the messages. So you're actually getting slower and slower and that can be deadly. So please, please be aware. Cutting salt, cutting water, do it with a dietitian, with somebody mm -hmm. who is studied that uh, kind of uh, yeah, a, um, a, a, An actual a person with a medical degree would be very helpful. You know, there, yes. is, a, there is this thing in, in the, the workout culture, it's called bro culture. Like, bro culture, yeah. I see. Oh, bro knowledge. It's just you ask your bro and like your bro tells you confidently that this is how it's done, bro. Mm. And like, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> and like, they all mess up. Please be aware. Please, every listener, just be aware of that. You know, yeah. there is a, something called lifestyle diet. Lifestyle is keto or cutting mm. carb or uh, 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 fasting, circulating your uh, carb. And many other healthy lifestyle that you can do, you can lose weight and you look good. Hmm. So just be aware of that. Anyway, when did Al Hinai group become a group? Was it from the beginning? You started no. under that? No, no, no. Back in 2017, when we expanded to the other corporate, the other companies, the other six companies. Okay. So uh, in 2020, when the pandemic hits, we um, sold off our portfolio for FMB, hmm. and we focused more on uh, real estate and development. I love real estate and I kept also my car care business, which we are now preparing of a, um, a franchise model for Doha and for Dubai. We yes. have an opportunity to do that as well because it works very well if you do it from the start and you know every in and out of that business. Hmm. And that was a mistake. Uh, I, I uh, left it and then get back to it when I know it's really uh, profitable because I did it well. I cut costs in everything. I know every real in that business. And now that financial model, model is worth something. Mm. I'm sure somebody will buy it. Right. We run it in a very uh, low operational cost. So that's something you always shouldn't concern. Put in your head. A very li agile business is worth something. If you can run your business with example, just for example, a thousand real per month, you're doing extremely well. Mm. And you're making 2,000, 3,000 real per month, you're doing extremely well. As much as you can do from the start, just cut cost everywhere. And uh, you know, when the company gets bigger, it gets heavier. Decisions gets even slower, slower and yeah. uh, harder to, uh, to make. Anyways, so back in 2020, we focused more on real estate development, construction, elevators, and uh, 360 care, which I'm very happy with. And then um, in 2019, I started my uh, MBA. And I was very happy that, uh, you know, I went back to academia, although I promised myself not to go back to it because I felt business is my passion. But what drew you back? Um, I wanted more knowledge, hmm. more knowledge, you know, a proper system. I've never worked in any company or uh, um, ministries or whatever. I, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. Yeah. So uh, when I wanted to get back how to make a proper uh, financial model, how to do accounting, Uh, how to do um, even HR. Mm. I do that improvisation in recruiting a person. I meet them just like me and you now. I talk to them, listen to what their passion is, and I decide for their own. But if it cannot be uh, uh, calculated, if it cannot be measured, it cannot be managed. 
there is a I'm sure I'm I'm butchering it somehow if it cannot be measured it cannot be managed I everything see. Yeah. is ma- okay. uh, measured you can ma- measure HR you can measure accounting you can measure uh, uh, marketing so anyway in 2019 I've done my MBA and in 2021 I'm very proud of that as well hmm. I'm part of a leadership program called Itimad a program that will uh, qualify you qualify you to be a uh, top management executive level in your company. I tell you what, how about we go on a quick break and when we come back, you can tell us all about sure. Atimad. Sure. We'll be right back. This is Oman FM. The show with the presenters who hate each other the most. The show with the least chemistry in Oman. It's Emil and Talal about to punch each other in the face. Sunday through Thursday. 7 to 10, only on Oman FM. Jumpstart. The Nation Station 90.4 FM You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM 90.4 With me today is Abdullah Al-Hina'i Thank you so much for joining me It's Again. been such a rich conversation Thank so you far. for having me Abdullah I feel a bit weird, you know Being, being a host always It feels <laughs> weird to be a guest to How guess. does it feel being on the other side? <laughs> and the interview, uh, interviewee Yeah, I feel like you, you've had all these things you wanted to say for so long But no one's asking you questions uh, No <laughs> You're absolutely right I, I know how that feels yeah. <laughs> So how's your day, Abdullah? Tell me about your day. Alhamdulillah, woke up, had some coffee. We left off with Atimad. And off air, I asked you a little bit about Atimad because it sounds very interesting to me. Could you tell me what that is? It's a program um, uh, financed by the government mm. to prepare a private sector to be leaders and executives in their own corporations or start their own uh, business. Uh, it's a 250 seats. I think 20 of them are for entrepreneurs. I was very lucky to be uh, um, part of that program for this uh, scholarship or whatever. Mm. So um, it was supposed to be four months, but I was surprised it's 10 months. What's the selection process? Uh, there is a psychometric test. There are a little bit of uh, exams that you need to go through. Did you get a sense of what they're trying to look for? Leaders, they mm. want leaders, and which is good. You know, for me, I was uh, thinking of the program because I had one mindset, networking. Because mm. as an entrepreneur, it's very important that you know the right people in the right places. You know, when you know how to apply or how uh, that institute works or, you know, that business, it's much easier to be part of it, to work with them, to do business with them. So. Networking was my main uh, purpose, but in the end, I was surprised of the amount of content, the amount of uh, knowledge that uh, you can get from these kind of programs. I'm very lucky. It's, I think, in cooperation with uh, uh, MIT and Columbia uh, Business School, and I think a couple of uh, uh, British universities as well. So, uh, wait, 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 how can I join? Definitely, go ahead. I think <laughs> September or October, they will announce for mm. a next cohort, a next... Uh, group of people to be joined to join the program so definitely i recommend people to uh, to be part of that who are the right people to try to apply for this i think you can go to their program uh, their uh, websites and mm. social media accounts and just go ahead and blast them with uh, questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> and be, they uh, will be happy you to think i could them. just use my platform here to yes. to, to to entice them put like, pe- hey. <laughs> peer pressure on them just <laughs> listen 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 we're leading we're, we're trying to learn you know i i, I the thing 
thing is, you know, you know this. We spoke about this a little bit. I come from a very um, uh, technical crafts arts background, and. I love I love I love the arts in general whether it's filmmaking or audio or uh, visuals I'm, like this is something that I've loved ever since I was a kid and I didn't think in my head that I would go into a managerial position and because in my mind at least in the past there was a distinction the creators create the managers manage but what I started to realize uh, over the years is sure in, in a, in, when you're in a job situation, that distinction makes sense. But if you're ambitious as a creator, even if you're a creative, if you're ambitious, and if you want to create something that is larger than just yourself and what you can create, then there is no escaping the fact that you need to be a manager of human beings. You need to be a manager of other talents, other people, and, and bring them in in a way that we can create something that's larger than any one person. So... I realized like, wait, I'm in management now, right? But now management means something very different in my head. Before it was, ah, oh, managers are just the boring people with numbers and stuff. No, they're the visionaries. They're the ones who uh, create the path so that um, all these separate talents from separate uh, fields and separate expertise can come together and create something hopefully remarkable. And there was a yeah. story that they shared with us in a Timat program. I love that story. I'll mm -hmm. tell you about This is about leadership and management. Um, like I think it was 10 years ago, the CEO of Development Bank of Singapore, the CEO of that bank, and it was back then, it was very famous for being a very slow bank, very um, old school. They're not keeping up with whatever is going on. They have a lot of money sitting on a pile of cash. So uh, the CEO of uh, uh, that bank met Jack Ma. Mm. If people uh, don't know Jack Ma is, is the CEO of Alibaba, mm -hmm. uh, the most, uh, I think, valued company in China. Did, is he around? I'm not sure. I think he I, disappeared. <laughs> so I, I don't know where he is, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but I think nobody knows where he is. Right he now. was he was on a track to be the richest man on earth. So uh, unfortunately, he had do, some do your research. There is some uh, incidents that happened in China. Anyway, yeah. so uh, Jack Ma met with the CEO of uh, uh, Bank of uh, Development Bank of Singapore, mm. and after that meeting, it is all in that uh, course. Thirty minutes of meeting with him. He went back to his company. He said, whatever we're doing, we are wrong. We need to change drastically whatever we're doing. We need to change from being a bank to a fintech, to a technology company. Mm. And that transformation, the meaning of leadership. He know banks will be absolute very soon. Everything will be digital. There's a famous saying, they said, if you, don't, if you can't do it through the phone, don't do it at all. If there is kind of management or there's a kind of business that you cannot do either through WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram, through promoting it, through uh, managing it. If you can't do it through a phone, you're doing it wrong. Basically, if you can't do it virtually. Yes, virtually. Yeah. I mean, in management, in, mm -hmm. in, 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 in marketing, there's a lot you can do through your phone. Absolutely. Anyways, yeah. so after that 30 minutes meeting with him, he transformed the bank altogether. Within five years, it became, I think, fifth or sixth most valuable brand in the world. A bank. It's never happened before. It's never happened. All because of leaders, managers, transformative ideas. That kind of, uh, um, 
I tell my children, uh, I tell them, um, ideas are like virus. Mm-hmm. If it rides, it finds the right host, it will stay. <laughs> See, I can give you an idea, mm-hmm. but if it does not stick, it doesn't mean anything. But if it's stuck with you, it will con- uh, consume you to get that idea to life. So you're making an interesting point here. So it's not always about the ideas, but it's also how you communicate Who receives it the idea? And how you communicate it. Yes. How you sell the idea. Yeah. Because you could have an incredible idea, but if you're like, uh, uh, I'm not sure, but I think that maybe, then people are not going to really buy it. No. Maybe very few will. No. We'll, you will see past your stuttering and past your <laughs> uncertainty, but delivering those ideas. And I guess this also connects to what you were saying earlier about being a good salesman. It, it all connects, right? Uh, you don't own an idea. Mm. An idea is like a being, a being, an independent being. It will um, uh, just go pass by by uh, each person until mm-hmm. it finds the right host. When it finds the right host, it will consume you. You cannot stay, you cannot live, you cannot do anything until that idea comes to life. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, planting those ideas, entrepreneurship ideas, is something I quite enjoy. Mm. Um, I have a, a platform in social media. I know I keep saying that, but uh, that platform gives me um, a way to communicate with other entrepreneurs. Yes. I love that. Coffee with Abdullah. Coffee that's the name of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. coffee with Abdullah. And um, my sorry, I didn't get you coffee today. But I, <laughs> I got my own coffee. Yeah, I saw that you had your own. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot live without coffee. At least three or four cappuccinos or americanos oh, a day. That's I'm trying to cut down these days. No, no, no. Maximum love, two cups. I love caffeine. It's my only addiction. Okay. I love that. <laughs> so um, um, making that platform, uh, communicating with other entrepreneurs as enriching. Yeah. You need to know that. Uh, if you plan to start your own business, if you just, uh, these leadership courses benefit, but you need to be motivated. You need to um, have the skills to create something out of nothing. These are what ideas. Let these me ask you, ideas. What, what are the key characteristics that you see in successful entrepreneurs? Passion, mm-hmm. definitely passion. They have a passion for a certain, to- because if you don't like the thing that you do, you'll not keep doing it. You just leave it aside and do something else. You need that passion. That's the key, most element. I remember there's an interview with uh, Mohammed bin Salman, mm. uh, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. He's saying, how do you hire your ministers? He says, I look for passion. Minister of uh, sports, I've, I've looked for a person who's passionate about sports. Mm-hmm. And for that top, top management to seek passion was enlightening. Right. You, know, you know what that means? It means if you, I ask you to work 12 hours for something that you don't like, you say, no, 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 I will not. Yeah. Just take it away from me. I'll do it for two or three hours and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Abdullah will ask you, you don't have passion for these kind of interviews. You told me before you're, you're an introvert, mm. but you pressure yourself to be an interviewer. Mm. Why is that? Because you have the passion, you have the love for this kind of industry. Enough love to overcome whatever limitations I have. You know, you, you force yourself through it because you love it. Most definitely. But passion on its own, it's not enough. I've seen passionate people who are reckless, who have no focus, who cannot manage their own schedule, yet alone other people's or yet alone a business. It's not, um, see, running a business, mm. I've seen multi-billion dollar uh, businesses run by a guy who doesn't have a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. That's quite often uh, the case actually, because people who have an issue tend to work harder than people that have everything set for them through academia, through, through uh, an inheritance, through whatever. Mm. So people with uh, 
with a problem, they tend to work even more harder through their uh, passion. So um, uh, not every passionate person uh, very well will not uh, very clearly. I mean, will not do very well in business. Hmm. But if you are that person, if you are not really focused on business, and but you have the passion, you can hire a person who is a business. Right oriented, or get a partner who is a business oriented. You complete each other. Having partners is not a shameful thing. It's quite the opposite. There's a knowledge transfer being Absolutely. partners, and uh, you know, uh, if you're doing twenty percent, he will do twenty percent. That's forty. But if you're only one person and doing twenty percent, that's not even not, not enough. Yeah, it's if just twenty. If you are good in finance, and the other guy is good in HR, and the other guy is good in uh, good in sales, you work very well together. There's yeah. no shame in doing that. Yeah, there, I think this culture of uh, having um, business partners still is growing in Oman. I think like a lot of people want to be sole owners and sole that was, operators. This is a mistake. Most definitely a mistake. This, yeah. I don't. I don't feel it's right. Mm. You're not Superman. You're yeah. not Rambo. <laughs> you cannot do everything by yourself. No mm. matter who you are, you're not the one percent of this human population of seven billion. You can do everything. Even. Uh, Elon Musk in his uh, Tesla company, mm-hmm. he I think he owns only 17%. Uh, Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos, he owns I think 12%. I'm not sure, maybe I'm butchering these numbers, but this is, they have they have stake less than 20%. Imagine the other 80 is owned by other people. Including employees. Employees, yeah. uh, uh, investors, uh, uh, yeah. you know, that company, it's a multi, uh, it's a trillion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Imagine he owns only 20%. He f- founded that uh, company. So there's Go, no- goes back to the idea of um, a, a small slice of a big pie is better than a large slice of a tiny pie. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. And uh, uh, people who are listening and uh, are you have viewers as well? Have viewers, huh? Yeah, we'll have, <laughs> viewers. We have viewers. I think so. The name of the show is Ain't Nobody Listening. Um, so, so we don't know. Maybe very soon. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to change the name of the show. No, I didn't think that far. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll think about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love your show. It's very easy going. I, I quite enjoy talking in this. Uh, it's the setting platform. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so what are we saying about uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk? Yes. They, they, they own. It's important to have partners who can fill parts of your company that you're unable to, or you lack experience. Everybody in. has gaps in their CV. Yeah. You know, you have gap in finance, you have gaps in HR. So fill it up with other partners mm. who think they're capable. But please, please, before doing anything, just write it down very clearly with a lawyer, with somebody who understand law. Because I've seen that mistake quite often between partners, they have issues. I run the business, I finance the business. Okay, write it down. Uh, means write every debt hmm. write it down so it be clear between partners I think that's a very key element that everybody should be aware of if you're, uh, if you're looking for investors write it down I manage the business you finance the business we're, we're very clear hmm. if you've done that you'll be very happy but if you thought no 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 uh, in Oman you say shababi, shababi. no no we, it's understandable we don't need to write it down you're, you're doing a mistake don't do that not please. in business Write it down with a even, lawyer. Even when it, when it comes to business and family. And the larger the corporation, the larger your company is with many assets, hmm. the uh, more important it gets to write it down. Everything should be clear. Uh, um, I, you know, like lawyers will take 100 riyals for a contract. 
and uh, an international company will take 7,000 riyal for a contract. Oof. But if you are running a company and you're looking for investors and it has many, many assets, it's very important that you mention everything in details and you're aware about international law as well. So please be aware. I've, from personal experience with other entrepreneurs, I faced this issue quite plenty. And mm. uh, now we are opening up our markets. Now uh, the VC uh, mindset, the venture capitalist mindset is reaching to Oman, yeah. even though it's a bit late, but better late than never. Yes. So that mindset is here. So be ready, be aware, know what is uh, owned by you and what is not, what you should do and which you shouldn't. So uh, learn about our Omani law, law, learn about Omani labor law as well. Learn how to start your own company, start from zero, and you don't necessarily need to start with 100,000 riyal. This is something I want to convey as well for your listeners. Um, I know um, this is a story that I really like to share. I've met a person back in 2013, one guy from Nizwa, very small boy, very young boy. He's 19 years old from Nizwa. He talked to me for three hours. He says, I just finished school and I don't want to study. And I want to start a business. Can you show me how to do it? I didn't know much, but I gave him some sort of pointers. I will not take credit to whatever, mm. whatever success that he had. He deserved it by himself. So um, after three hours of sitting with him, he told me that he wants to start a business of, um, there's before it was being sport. If you, if yeah. you know, there's a football uh, service that you provide through a certain satellite. Mm. So um, he said, I want to sell that to people. And so there is not much. Back to 2013. So he started a business in Souq Nizwa below a staircase. There was a staircase in the Souq. And he took, I, 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 if I remember correctly, it was two meters by two meters. Hmm. That was four meters square, square below a staircase, below hmm. a staircase. So he rented out that place and he started to do a business. I said, if you want a, a bean sport channel, I will put it for you for a certain price. And he goes to China Mart and other places in Dubai, gets the stock and then sell it off. After a year, he came to me. I said, oh, Fulan, how's your business going? He says, Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well. 2013, remember, hmm. 2014, the, end, the other year. He says, I net profit a month, a thousand reals. He said, out of your... Uh, net profit, <laughs> impressive. Out of your uh, kiosk. He said, yes, a thousand reals. He's 20 years old by then. Oh, wow. I was very proud of him. Yeah. See, he did not uh, have a rocket science degree or, or has entrepreneurship pedigree. Uh, he has an inheritance or whatever. He started from a simple idea because he likes football so much and I wanted to start that kind of business. And another, another person, uh, back in the uh, pandemic, early pandemic in 2020, uh, I've met a person who said, I want to start a business because there's no jobs. Abdullah, I'm struggling. Um, mm. I need a job. I want to get married. You know, Arman, he's uh, 25. He's already looking for a wife. <laughs> so uh, he wanted uh, to start a business. Mm. He says, fine. Where are you from? He says, I'm from Al-Jabal Akhbar. Oh, perfect. Then why don't you start a, a small container selling sort of products that are required by uh, visitors of Jabal Akhbar? He says, okay, I have a budget of 3,000 riyal and I will start that kiosk. And that guy I'm very proud of. He started his business. He recruited his three brothers and father. And that business currently in Al-Jabal Akhdar near Al-Maha Petro Station. Mm -hmm. Go visit him. He sells Karak and Mandazi and Lolan. He's doing very well. I'm very proud of that guy. Mm -hmm. That guy then found a job. 
in uh, a place in Jabal Akhbar as well. And now he's well established. He got married. He settled because of 3,000 riyals for a container. And then he grew it. He added more stuff. He added chairs. And from the business itself. Hmm. When you want to start a business, it does not require what you think is 100,000 riyal, 50,000 riyal, 20,000 riyal. You can start as minimum as possible. Uh, my final story. One girl, um, she likes to sell keto diet. Mm-hmm. See your... Uh, yeah, Hadir here is, uh, is running uh, the cameras in the background, so she's paying attention right now. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> one girl, um, she used to make very famous keto cakes. Mm. Keto cakes. You know, if you know of a keto, ca- a keto diet in general, uh, there's a lot of restrictions in what you no can... No carbs a lot of the time. There's a lot of restrictions yeah. in it. So having a person who is good in keto baking or keto uh, cooking yeah. is very rare. It's very heavy on fats, yes. which is very weird to me. <laughs> I don't know, Hadir, why you want to do this. No, 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 but I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Hadir, she will be happy with the results. Inshallah, we'll so, see. So uh, keto diet is niche, mm. and she's an excellent cook. She learned through YouTube. She learned through other cooks in, in Dubai and in Doha and other uh, parts of the GCC because a, G- a GCC cuisine is quite uh, well-known. We like that kind of biryani. We like uh, uh, Indian food. We like uh, laham. We like yeah. uh, mashakik and other kind of uh, uh, meals. So she had that capability already of making very good cooking uh, um, uh, keto, keto meals. Mm-hmm. Too many Ks in that uh, <laughs> sentence. So... Uh, She's asked me about how to do this business. So, perfect. You want to ha- you have already the capabilities, yes. Make an Instagram account. You can cook from your home, yes. There are special permits from the government itself. Yes. You can start your business from home. There was a recent update yes. on the permits yes, as well. Yes, yeah. it's, it's something, I think below 50 riyals, mm-hmm. you can operate or whatever the complications are, it's yeah. still very easy to do. Yeah. So I recommend people to start that Absolutely. as well. So start, she started from her own home. She cooked and she sold meals. I remember, and after six months, she said my average sales per day from her home, hmm. 150 riyals. That's not bad. 150 riyals per day, her operating cost is what? Hmm. Her effort and her mother's uh, <laughs> uh, kitchen. Very low overheads. So that's perfect, right? Yeah. And now she operates her individual uh, business, but she do it exclusively through uh, delivery um, companies and uh, she is buying cars for delivery by uh, her own company. Yeah. So she will have both in every platform. It's a very famous uh, keto uh, uh, cafe currently. So uh, she started by knowledge from YouTube, which is free. Mm-hmm. She started with the minimum capital. She started through social media. She spent a little bit of money on uh, photography. I'm sure you're very aware about photography, how important it is to show your uh, quality. Mar- marketing, your, yeah. Definitely hire a good photographer. Please, please, mm. people who own business, do not leave it for, ah, my cousin owns a camera, which is 600 reals, and I'll, I'll do this. No, no, no. I have an iPhone. Yes, <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough. Hire a professional, do it. Mm. It won't cost you 50 reals per photo shoot or whatever. It's well, well worth it. Yeah. And video shoots, again. Just marketing in general. Think about your graphics, your well, visuals. Do it yeah. well. Yeah. You don't need influencers. Maybe sometimes you do when you reach certain level, because you know, influencers now, they average per visit 800 reals. 
ريالز 1000 ريالز which is extremely expensive for a, a person who just yeah how do I how can I be an influencer <laughs> you need to ride that horse <laughs> I need to advertise for restaurants <laughs> um, and just say how amazing every meal I've had is even though it's horrible <laughs> even they spit horrible. it out just before uh, after the the bite so um um Yeah, you need to have that platform and social media ready mm-hmm. to promote your product. It does but, not. But Abdullah, يعني, we have to also acknowledge all the businesses that didn't make it, the stories that we don't tell, the ones that tried and failed, because that's also a very real possibility that you might start a business and it might not yield the results that you are hoping uh, hoping for. In fact, if anything, more people fail than the success stories that we hear. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't be taking that risk. But From your experience, how can we minimize I the disagree, risk? I disagree, Abdullah. I disagree. Um, there's something called lesson learned. If you start the business, you feel there's a very valuable lesson there. That's you put value on that as well, right? Absolutely. Like definitely, you should. That's maybe uh, see mistakes are more valued than success. Your mistakes, in the end line will get you that major success that you always want. Yeah. See, and so, so I don't think we're disagreeing here. Um I think you're 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 expanding the definition of failure. Uh, the, the, so if you could fail in terms of you had capital, you lost the money because you you didn't get clients. But you're right in that you you didn't fail in that there's you gained no exp- yeah. in that. There's you, no failure in that. There's no failure to me in my own opinion. Yeah. There's no failure in starting your own business. There's no failure in not getting the x amount that you want. There is always lessons learned there. But I don't want to look at the cup half empty, half full. Mm. But I'll say this first before whatever I'm going to say now. Not everybody can be entrepreneur. Let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. Not everybody is capable of the pressure. Not every everybody capable of the stress that comes with being an entrepreneur. You have employees. There are stress coming with that. They have families. They have rent. They have uh, uh, installments for their cars to pay. So be aware. If you are not that person, just measure it with yourself. Talk to yourself. See what you can do and what you cannot do. Uh, in that sense, if you are not that person, partner up with a person who is. Mm. And then you can do it. In my mind, the solution for um, job seekers is entrepreneurship. Most definitely. See, there are more than 55,000 uh, active uh, CRs, uh, commercial uh, uh, registered uh, companies in Oman, who are run by the entrepreneurs, who have the full, uh, uh, put the full time in running their business. These 55,000, I bet you, they can, f- uh, the entire problem of job seekers can be solved by them. Why? Because they're established. If you tell me, Abdullah, now, I want to hire 10 Omanis mm. in my own company, or I only want a certain kind of incentive, uh, a backing by a minimum a loan with a minimum interest loans, and an incentive for ta- taxation. And I've, I would definitely do that. 10 Omanis hired by me, definitely. Imagine by 55,000. That wouldn't solve the entire problem. SMEs can solve any problem regarding job seekers. It's, um, It's a heavy, um, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, burden. Burden, mm. but I definitely believe it because we saw this in other countries. They did in Japan. SMEs um, run 60% of the economy. 
in Germany, 55. In the US, more than 80% is run by SMEs. So if the private sector is represented 80% by SMEs, what does that mean? The key solution for job seekers is that. So we'll get back to the original point. Hmm. Why am I incentivizing people to start their own business? The independency that you get out of running your own business, although it's difficult, although it's hard, although it's not easy, I truly, truly, you know, talk to my family, talk to my wife, talk to people around me, it's not easy. But the end result is quite beautiful. I really want people to feel that as well. Hmm. When you have a product, when you have, you know, every car that comes to 360 care, we put the logo on the back. And one time I was traveling to Dubai and I saw the car with 360 core, uh, 360 logo behind it. And I was one of my proudest moments ever. Mm. Remember also I was going to a very, very deserted place in uh, uh, on top of a mountain in the Dakhliya region. And on top of that mountain, I found a pickup truck with 360 care logo. I love that feeling. And I want people to feel that, feel, that, uh, that uh, well. Because the achievement there is not valued by money. Mm. It's valued by achievement. I've done that. It was an idea and now it's reality. Although it's insignificant for some people, but having that name carried over after you pass it uh, to, to, to your son, to your grandchildren, to other people that influenced is something quite valuable. Yet alone so that your business is responsible of giving a living to people who are working for you. Definitely. Like that, Definitely. I, that is, I imagine, very uh, awarding when, when you're providing a livelihood to, to people who work for your, your companies. Aside from the fact that you're offering a service to people who, who want your service, That yeah. you don't miss out. Um, being an entrepreneur is something quite beautiful. Uh, if you are currently employed, see, uh, in our program, Latimal program, the leadership program, uh, they've asked a question for every uh, participant of that program. What do you want to do in later five years? 90% of them, they said, I want to start my own business. Hmm. See how attractive it is. But I bet you maybe 10% will do that. See, that leap of faith, as they say, to go to start your own business is very scary. But definitely, definitely try to do it through a social media account, through minimum effort, through minimum investment. Start it, start your, uh, your idea and see the reality of it. Mm. Experience the being entrepreneurship mindset. Try to enjoy every moment. And please, please, for Allah's sake, make mistakes. Make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it doesn't take you to jail or <laughs> there's major consequences to it. Mm. Just make those mistakes because believe me, the mistakes are more valuable than the success stories that you will have. If you'd allow me, Abdullah, I would love to take you back a little bit to perhaps your earlier uh, upbringing. Uh, Did your father play a role in your mindset and entrepreneurship? Was he an entrepreneur? He was. He was kind of. Um, he was an investor in real estate and um, development uh, specifically. Hmm. But uh, my father passed away when I was young. So the experience that I have is currently uh, exclusively maybe from my mother's side. How young were you? I think I was 10 years old. Oh, I'm really mistaken. young. Yeah. So you got your experience from your mother? My mother. Interesting. My, my mother is a superhero. Really. Yeah. Uh, I love her today. She, whatever, uh, you know, we have uh, my brothers and sisters. She created men and women. We're all well-educated. I say that very proudly. Hmm. We all went to best schools, we colleges and graduated and we've done very well. 
uh, because of my mother. She's a superhero and uh, every credit, every good thing I did in my life, she is a reason for it. Allah yikhalliya. So um, having that mindset from my mother and she empowered us crazy. She, she did that empowerment. I love that how? about her. Like how? Uh, you want to start a business? Habibi, go ahead. What's the problem? What do you need? Hmm. Go ahead, start. Make mistakes. And she actually, there is a, that accountability. If you make a mistake, you are a failure. There is nothing failure with her about uh, uh, experiencing, uh, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurship or colleges or yeah. uh, personal life. There is a mistake that you learned from and proceed in life. So um, it comes all from her and my brothers, of course. So was she an entrepreneur then? She she started a small uh, tailor shop. Hmm. But uh, again, it's not about being technical entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but about that motivation that what inspired. I'm being inspired by her. She right. really pushes me to do better. And um, that's all it takes. You know, uh, people think to be successful in life, you need 100,000 people to believe in you. That's wrong. You need two, three people maximum to believe on you. Mm. That's all you know. Every time, uh, Abdullah, I call you. Uh, Abdullah, I've done, uh, you can talk to me, tell me, Abdullah, I've done a mistake in this uh, show. I've done this, I've done that. And I tell you, it's okay. Go ahead, proceed. Mm. That thing that I've done here, motivate you to do more. To pro- I, will, I did not come and say, I hit you in, in the knees. Uh, yeah. So you're not able to stand up again. That was a common mistake. Uh, that people uh, um, get influenced by the wrong people. Yeah. Do not do that. Uh, choose three people that you value so much and listen to them very carefully. Absolutely need a support system. Definitely. Just in life in general. Definitely. You, people who see the value of the value that you bring into the world and believe in that. Definitely. But uh, on the flip side of this, we're not talking about um, your close support system because this is interesting. I love this show. You, everybody knows Shark Tank, you know, where people come and pitch their business ideas in front of venture capitalists or angel investors. And sometimes you see this they come up they come with these ideas that are ridiculous but i'm sure they have a couple of close people in their lives that like oh this idea is amazing and i believe in you but they need to hear <laughs> from, from somebody in the industry from the industry that you're not gonna go anywhere with this one you might be great but think of something else so when can you tell where you need to ignore advice versus you need to take advice. You know what I mean? It becomes, sometimes it's not as clear cut. Sometimes you can't tell who has your best interest at heart. And these people in Shark Tank, I think (laughs) people around that, they don't love them really. (laughs) Just throw them um, a comedic part, you know. Shark Tank, I'm using it as an example. Mm. Uh, the, The example being, sometimes you need to hear that this direction that you're headed at is not going to take you too far. Even though you have people who love you and believe in you, but maybe somebody who has experience in that industry is like, you're, you're going, this isn't the way forward. Perhaps you want to think about A, B, and C instead. No, if you truly believe in what you plan to do, truly, truly believe in that, if you want to be the president of the United States, hmm. why won't you? If you want to be the richest man on earth, why won't you? Yes. Most definitely. See, uh, uh, I remember there was a story of uh, the founder of Disney. He applied for loans more than 100 times and he got rejected. He got rejected for more than 100 times through banks and investors. And the 101 time passed. 
and he got the finance to start his Walt Disney business, which is now a multi-billion-dollar company, one of the most uh, renowned brand in the in the in, in Earth. So, what does that mean? Even though you'll find difficulties at start as an entrepreneur, uh, having an idea, having a vision, but if you just gave up instantly, it means you don't value that idea that much. Uh, if it's extreme, uh, I want to be an astronaut. Why not? Make uh, There is a law of attraction. Yeah. If you truly believe in something, you will make the people around you believe in you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm too optimistic in that vision. Maybe I'm <laughs> being more, uh, what do you call it, uh, positive about views because I don't want to be that um, person who tells you you can't do things. It's not me to tell you, Abdullah, that you can't do. You should tell it to yourself. Yeah. I, I won't be that uh, um, uh wave of negativity that's reaching everybody currently yeah especially the youth if, if you'd allow we me, have yeah. enough negativity yeah we don't you, need more if you'd allow me i'd push back a little bit on this okay Cut. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i i totally see what you're saying and I, I would say the majority of me believes in that you need to pursue what you believe in despite what you're being told all well and good alhamdulillah you come you you've done that in your life and you're successful but you can you cannot deny that there so many others who f- who who failed at least in meeting the objectives of their businesses they gained experience that's well and good my point being is even if you do truly strongly believe in what you want to do you can't also be very hard-headed and not listen to what the world is trying to tell you because you could avoid losing 10,000 reals in the process or 100,000 reals you could learn that lesson before losing that money because you actually took the right people's advice there is this risk of being too like i believe everybody shut everything off i believe and somebody who went through a similar pass you missed what they're trying to tell you and you made a mistake that's not even a new mistake this mistake was done before you know and and that's why your message is beautiful your message travels Abdullah, but also see, see, we need to be balanced the cryptocurrency currently mm. what happens to it What's, what's happening to it currently? We right are now, now experiencing a crash. August 2022. Maybe it will pick up. It's not a crash. very good time uh, for crypto. I'll tell you what. Yeah. What do you think of it now? It's a bad time. So if, no, if, no, you, no. if, if listen, listen. Yeah. Now is a good time. <laughs> if, listen, if last year you come to me. Yeah. Tell me, Abdullah, I want to invest in cryptocurrency. Yeah. And I told him, do not instead invest in that uh, horrible uh, uh, cryptocurrency stuff. That, that's not tangible. It's, I told you not to do something. Yeah. You and would have saved me 60% loss, <laughs> by the way, if you... <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. People, even in crashes, they make good money. Sah or True or not? We'll wait and see. Uh, go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm not advising people this to buy advice. C- cryptocurrency or gold. Do or your own NFTs. research. Do your own research. We're not financial advisors. Yes, just very, very clear <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. Even in bad times of business, uh-huh. there's there are people who are doing very well. Mm. They just um, prepare, strategize, plan very well. But I'll tell you what. Every mistake, you own it. Mm. This is what I mean. You make your mistake, you own their mistake. Even you pay money to it. You may pay it 5,000, you lost in cryptocurrency. That's lesson learned to you. Yeah. Uh, you you need to be wise first. First of all, before we proceed, you need to be wise who to listen to. 
is that person you want to listen to or not? Because I'm telling you, yeah. 90% of the people will not leave their comfort zone. They will not leave your comfort zone, the comfort zone. You're coming to the, I thank you. Uh, this is the point I'm coming to. Like we can, we need to be um, focused, single-minded, innovative, and believe in what we do. But at the same, it's like what you just said. You need to also choose who to take advice from. Exactly. But you need to take advice. Uh, definitely. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, uh, this uh, is my worry of what you're saying that it might sound no, like. No, 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 no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, yeah. وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورَ بَيْنَهُمْ يعني, What does that mean? If you don't want to do something, consult others. Mm. But you need to be wise who to consult. Yes. Uh, again, again. Entrepreneurship, maybe it's not for everybody. If you want to make a decision and you consult 100 people, 90% of them will tell you you can't do it because they don't know you. Who knows you more than you? Yeah. You know what you ca are capable of. You know your time. You know your uh, uh, things you're passionate about. So if I consulted 100 person to start a business, well, I will, not, I will never start a business. Just consult people who are wise, who you they really care about you mm. and proceed. Doesn't mean um, I recommended people in my uh, social media accounts to go to a certain consultants. If you want to open a, open a restaurant, there are certain consultants in Oman. Yeah. You can talk to, pay a small fee and check the feasibility. That's, I highly recommend that. We talked about uh, hiring a lawyer for a contract. I highly recommend that. That's not being hard-headed. That's being wise. Yeah. Um, if you want uh, a company to do an accounting to you, choose a proper company to check your business if it's doing well or not. That doesn't mean you're being hard-headed not to listen to everybody, you're yeah. being wise. Yes. So um, don't close your circle, just yeah. choose who to let in in your circle. This I can jump on board 100%, <laughs> but I, 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 I'm sure, I knew that you also thought that, but I, I just, I love the, the message of believe in what you believe in and pursue it wholeheartedly. And even when you fail, you're going to learn so much from it. Yeah, Anna, I believe be like in a train. this. As you see, a train never stops. Only yeah. stops for stations that pick up or drop a passenger. But always be a train. Always mm. be a train. You know, a train in the Arctic Circle, never stop for ice. Mm. Just crash through it. <laughs> see that? I believe in that. <laughs> be a strong energy, strong uh, power that people follow. Be that presence that people would like. Mm. Um, see, with the pandemic hits uh, uh, the world, um, we stopped doing anything. We stopped meeting people. We stopped uh, uh, being social. And most of the ambience or of the energy is negative. Mm. Don't add to that in negativity. Yeah. If somebody with you, even if it's your family member, is just being negative, ah, oh, my God, business is bad, uh, my job is horrible, uh, the weather is hot, Habibi, take your way, I have my own <laughs> struggles and challenges. I've made the deliberate decision for those people to remove from my life. I made a very deliberate decision because uh, maybe this says something about my character. Uh, I and maybe this is why I'm an introvert. Uh, I I feed off of people's energy, and so when I have these people who are just, it's like their default is complaint about everything. It's never a solution. It's always about how everything is going wrong. I was like, the only way I can be sane <laughs> is to just eliminate and surround myself with people who are as passionate as you. You know, you since I'm a kind of person that feeds off of the energy of the people around me. Everybody is. Yeah. Everybody is, Abdullah. It's not mm. just you. Everybody is. If you stayed with negative people, all you think about is glass half, uh, half empty. Mm -hmm. You will not be optimistic. You will not grow. 
And with the pandemic, that's exaggerated yeah. because people are not meeting others. People are just, um, you know, inflation rates are reaching record levels. Uh, I heard in uh, CNN, it's 12% in the US. I think it's 12 or 10%. So that kind of inflation, that kind of- um, It's crazy, man. Economy, cha- economical challenges that face everybody every day. Yeah, I don't need to hear more about that uh, how horrible it is we know how horrible it is but like the question is what are we doing about it how are we being resilient in such a situation uh, somebody's talking to me telling me global inflation is 10% you know what I tell them yeah make 20% in your company make what grow grow 20% (laughs) خلاص يا Everybody's facing the same issue. You, you combated inflation yes. by 10%. Yes, go, go. Because, see, in, in real estate and development, our, uh-huh. our uh, magical number is 10%. If mm. you make 10% per year, it's good. So uh, I tell everybody, if it's global inflation is 10, make 20%. Mm. You know, every day there is a challenge. Don't think everybody is giving you money in, in a silver platter or gold uh, plate. You need to work very hard for everything. Yeah. Um, it's not easy to be successful. You need to be aware. And if the people around you are negative and they tell you that you can't do, please, please change that circle. Go to people who are telling you you can. Even if you think they are in, uh, giving you some kind of force and energy that is not realistic, yeah. if you want to achieve 100%, you'll achieve still 70, mm-hmm. 80%. still better than what you used to do before. Or at least, and, uh, and this is what I prefer, uh, rather because th- there is always a risk of, uh, and, and I know this is not what you mean, but there is a risk that it could be interpreted this way, that you surround yourself with yes people. That's also not good. Just people who are like, yes, yes, everything is amazing. That's also a problem. Uh, and you, I, I witnessed that. You, when you, you want to always be right, so you only surround yourself with people who are going to be, all everything is good. I think a good balance is you don't want people to just be negative and ah, it's not going to work. No, you want people who are going to tell you this is great. Are you considering this aspect? Are you considering that? Maybe there's a risk that this part here could could not go well. Did you consider that? Those are the kind of people you want to have. People who are thinking about things that you're not necessarily thinking about or not considering, or maybe you're you have a blind spot in your in your logic. Those are the people that you 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 want to seek. Yes, people. Yes, men. Yes, men are as much of a problem as no men. You know, <laughs> like people who are like, no, everything is bad. You're better off just going into a hole and crawling in there forever. No, yes, men are dangerous if you are there. Uh, if you are, if they are the, your subordinate. If they're mm. not telling you, oh, uh, I can open a new company. Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> let's do marketing for 100,000 reals. Yes, let's do it. No, 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 no. You need to more, be more pragmatic. You need yeah. to be smart. You, need, you know, uh, being wise is very important. But again, what is the most expensive currency in the world? Time. Mm-hmm. Time. Your time. Don't give it away very lightly. Your time if given to a bad person, that's uh, negativity in your time. Three hours of your life went in uh, mm-hmm. a, a minus state. Yeah. Why? Do it in a, pro- a better uh, way. I just love people who will challenge you and will not challenge you from a place of negativity, who will challenge you from an intellectual place. Ah. These people, usually these people are busy building their own paths and lives. So it's, you know. You know, one of the things that uh, I want to inshallah do one day, mm. I want to buy an island. I know it's very clear about this dream. Okay, please tell me. I'll tell you what. Okay. Um, so I talk to people around me. I just want to get the sense what what is uh, possible, what is not in their eyes. Mm. So um, I tell them I want to buy an island and I want to make a resort in that island. 
uh, and I have a couple of uh, destinations, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Maldives. Hello. And they said, whoa, are you crazy? Island, who are you? <laughs> What do you think you are? What, what kind of uh, mindset is that? And I told them that, uh, you know, this is possible. He said, how? Told them I already did my research. I found out a cheap island in Indonesia for in Omani, 300,000 riyals Omani. Not bad. See, again, see, see, that, see that look, see, what is that? What is that? <laughs> That's what impressed. Is, see, what, that, what does that say? That says it's approachable. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. So why did they tell me before it's not possible? Yes. Then again, when I told mm. them the information, that mindset changed altogether. Mm. Again, there are islands for 50,000 riyals. There are islands for 25 million. Question is, what do you want to do on this island? I want to have my own resort. Mm. I want to have my own um, secluded Uh, place. I don't want to have any reception in that place. Mm. I want to build it in my own, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, design and passion and looks. Mm. I, you know, I have that picture of the island next to my bed. And again, one second dream that I will share with you and your audience. Mm. I want to build a tower, a skyscraper. I have a location in my head in Dubai. A skyscraper in Dubai. I have two possible locations, Shara Sheikh Zayed mm. and Amran Square. Amran Square is near Dubai Mall. Shara Sheikh Zayed is the one, yes. a very famous one. So, um, again, I told somebody I want to build a skyscraper. As an engineer, what? Skyscrapers, you know what? 60 stories plus. Mm. You need to go very, very high. Uh, what kind of mindset is that? I want a skyscraper? And I'm going to tell you that. I've done my due diligence, I've done my uh, uh, studies regarding that point. There's a person with a land. And there's a person who wants to uh, build a, a tower. I put these two persons together, the land with a guy and the finance and the funding with another guy. Mm. So putting these two together and you have a small a small piece of a big pie mm. does not mean I own a sky. A sky yeah, It still skyscraper. means you own a skyscraper. Definitely own <laughs> All I did is yeah. I have an investor who's mm -hmm. willing to pay for a skyscraper and I have a guy who owns a land with the permission of a skyscraper. Mm -hmm. See when I told you the explanation, mm -hmm. isn't that possible or not? It seems a lot more approachable and possible. Absolutely. And then you buy your name, you own yeah. a skyscraper in Dubai. Yeah. I own an island in the coast of Mal uh, Indonesia. Yes. And uh, you know, these dreams are all possible mm -hmm. if you approach, it, approach them in, 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 in reality and yeah. in, in proper strategies. Yeah. That's the way to do it. And, and that's what also connects back to the point of having the right people around you because the right people around you will not be one of the two extremes. They will not be like, you're ridiculous, it will never work. That's, they won't be that. But it also won't be the person who's like, yes, 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 go ahead. You want the person who's going to ask you the right questions. Why? How? What are the steps? Because you might have, you might have an idea but they have this separate field of expertise and they'll fill that gap in your logic, right? And, and that's what I'm coming to, I think. Uh, so, and th see, yeah. the thing is, yeah. when I told people about the idea of an island, you know, at least 10 people hmm. who are my entrepreneurs are with me, they told me, okay, I think I'll do that too. <laughs> see, what happens there? Yeah. The possibility spreads. Mm -hmm. I told you about a virus. 
This is a virus. Ideas are a virus. Man, in, in 20 years, there'll be Omanis owning half of Indonesian <laughs> islands. <laughs> All because of Abdullah al Hinai told them do it's it, possible. Do it. There is nothing that <laughs> is. Jiranik <hard>. Omani. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are buying real estate in Turkey like crazy. Yeah. Because one person started that idea to buy a real estate in Turkey, a mm. villa or apartment. And people grew around him because he did it well. And the other person did that as well. Why won't we spread that knowledge as well regarding entrepreneurship? Mm. Habibi Abdullah, I will not leave here until you open your own company. Mm. I will I'll sit on your head and tell you to do this and do it that way because it's if you know the way, it will be easy. If you strategize it properly, everything is possible. One thing that we spoke about uh, pre-interview was about uh, the power of networks and networking. How do you go about it in uh, today's environment as a business person? Let's say an, a person has an interest in a specific type of business. They don't have a community. How do they go about it? Because um, I know you care about this a lot. Definitely. In fact, it's a big part of uh, even why you started your podcast is yes. to create networks. Yes. Um, for entrepreneurs, mm. your network is your net worth. This is a fair famous. I don't like it that much. But Who said it? Do uh, you know? I don't remember. Mm. But he said your network is your net worth. Mm. As an entrepreneur, there are many elements of business that can utilize if you know the right information. As, as an example, um, uh, now people are switching to electric cars. Yeah. Worldwide. I don't mean in exclusively in all the uh, all the car company, the traditional car companies as well. That's yeah. a very important information. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, that kind of exposure to the electric market, as an example, there's a Chinese company that came into Oman. Uh, I forgot what it was. It's a, a luxury electric cars through Mahsin Haider Darwish. Uh, Already? Yes. Interesting. Uh, I forgot what it is. It's not Neo by any chance. Because I know Neo is the no 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 no, most, no it's like the Tesla of China. I forgot it's a, it's a Chinese brand. It's in uh, Mohsen Haider Darwish Group. Okay, it's an excellent car, excellent car. So, the entrepreneurship circle, mm. getting a network, knowing that this Chinese brand is looking to open a branch in Oman, with this uh, shift to electric cars, that information is quite valuable, right? Right. So, um, networking as an entrepreneur is something you should do like drinking water should be aware of the changes around you, either politically, economically, uh, the, shift, uh, the shift in tradition. Uh, as an example, hmm. I remember in 2010, there was a big trend of lotus cake, if you remember that. Never been a fan. Never been a fan. Too sweet. Lotus, too sweet, yeah. yeah. So um, when it started, usually trends, specifically in food, start in Kuwait hmm. and come up slowly to Oman. Did burgers start in Kuwait uh, as well? Burgers, <laughs> lotus, milk cake. Yeah. Uh, these kind of trends tend to start in Kuwait. Now they start in Saudi Arabia and Riyadh specifically and shift to, uh, to, to the Gulf. So uh, when I used to look at whatever trend is starting in Kuwait, I... Uh, Interesting. Uh, uh, keep it up in Oman because last year there was a trend for mango um, frozen yogurt. Mm. I think it still is, right? I'm not sure. You know, I don't. I'm not a desserts person, so I really don't. Uh, anyway, know. there's yeah. a trend for a mango frozen yogurt. These brands they capitalize on that when they saw the Kuwaiti influencers in Kuwait started that. So they uh, are aware that it will be trendy because when they promote it, even though it's in Kuwait, but I have it in with me in Masqat or in Salala or in Nizwa, people would tend to buy it because mm. they will want that trend. Anyway, it gets much larger than that. I meant in a very small yes. comparison or example. Yes. But if you know, people will guide you very well how to take a loan, 
how uh, to finance your project. Uh, show me how to recruit a person. I'll talk to you, Abdullah, you show me about filmmaking. Mm. I'm sure you have tremendous amount of knowledge. You'll share it to me very well. That is my network connection to you. Yeah. Tell me, Abdullah, uh, um, um, Abdullah, I want to make a movie about cars. I've done a couple of videos about uh, cars and uh, uh, they did very well. I'm very happy with that. Uh, okay. So my passion is shared among many others. The, the virus is there. Yeah. Again, the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so the network is... I know for an introvert specifically, yeah. it's a hard thing to do. It's very difficult. But you can use that even in social media. Yeah, You can communicate with others through Instagram, Facebook. Let me ask you, you made a good point about um, how you create networks. Right now you said, ask for advice. It's a great way to make, uh, to, to make connections and networks. Because, uh, you know, I've recently, after having uh, Mohammed Al-Tamami as a guest on the show, he's, he sold the idea to me of being- Shout out to Mohammed Shout out to Mohammed. <laughs> he sold to the idea of me of trying out LinkedIn. You know, uh, to me, I was more of an Instagram person and I see the merit in that. And LinkedIn is a beautiful space to create connections. But I also noticed a trend in LinkedIn, people, so obviously want to message you for the sake of network. It doesn't feel genuine. It just feels like I am now creating a network between you and me so that I can ask you for favors in the future. I feel like even when it comes to networking, there are different levels, right? How, how close you are with the individual is different. Now, how, how can I create strong networks, not weak networks? Networks that, you know, that, that, that when, I, when I actually do need advice and assistance and help, that these networks can help me. Develop your emotional intelligence. Mm. You know, that uh, people skills. When I told you in 2008, mm. I've learned a very important skill. I've dealt with customers. 2008, when I started my own business, I was a still a student. I was uh, 19 or 18 years old. I just learned how to deal with people. And I'm an introvert. I used to be. So when I harnessed uh, that knowledge and um, sharpened that skill, got very easy to do. Mm. Got very easy to do. So uh, just develop it. Do it with time. You know, being very blunt is not cool. You can't do that. Uh, networking, you need to be a little bit subtle. You cannot be just forcing yourself to others. They will, people just step back. I'm worried. I'm worried. Uh, uh, but this kind of network, I, I don't want. Uh, or if you feel that people are just connecting for uh, with you for very obvious gain. Shufanas will, will clearly say, mm. It's not plus or minus a relationship. It's yeah. not, I give you this, you give yeah, me yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not how it works. Yeah. You have to have the human aspect of it. Hada insan, he is a human. I want to deal with him as a human. He wants something, I will do it for him. Don't think of everything is exactly. Uh, but knowledge cannot be exclusively for a quest. Knowledge or networking can be for shared information. Hmm. Uh, Abdullah, uh, how is the Idaat uh, Sultanate Oman doing regarding uh, uh, promoters, regarding brands? You share that knowledge with me. Ah, that's, that's good, excellent information for me. Yeah. I have my podcast, these kind of sponsors. You can use for your uh, uh, show. Mm. Uh, these sponsors, they pay this amount. This is a fantastic information, right? Mm. Specifically for you. You have your own show. This kind of information, just build it with time. Yeah. Don't force yourself to others. Yeah, I agree. You need to be subtle. I think people are a little too, like, uh, the word, I don't know how to translate diffs in, uh, <laughs> in your face. In your face. <laughs> yeah, a little too much, you know? It's like, I know you're trying to be proactive, but like, you're being too direct right now. I feel icky about it. Like, let's, let's be humans. Develop that skill. Yeah. You know, whoever is doing it through LinkedIn or through social media, just develop. 
طالب ذات and maybe that's something I want to discuss with you Abdullah mm. um, being active in social media we have a major shortage in influencers in Oman this is very clearly an issue uh, if I want an influencer in football I have one or two people that I can contact if I want an influencer regarding medicine doctors yeah, we have two, two in my head just very minimum number compared to the other countries that they have many many influencers but let me ask you a question if you want an influencer to advertise a restaurant hey, there are plenty <laughs> <laughs> burger influencers that's yes. what they call them <laughs> I see what you're saying you're saying that there, there aren't many influencers who specialize in particular fields do you have a message Yeah, Habibi, go ahead in social media, be active. You have something to um, convey to the world. Mm. Yeah, do it. Wallahi, in Oman, uh, see, this planet has 7.2 billion human. In Oman, we are only 2.5 million. You're oh, already nice. special. Mm. Omanis, you are 2.5 million. You're already special. Yeah, this Dishdasha and this Musara and this Kumma already sends a message that you are out of 2.5 million from 7 billion. Yeah. So, um, we're a rare breed. We are rare. We yeah. are rare. So, you need to be active. If you are a person with a message, you have a certain type of skill, you have a certain capabilities to media. I know many people shy away from cameras. Just do it in a very, um, you know, I, I taught somebody how to be in social media. Just record yourself talking. Three hours, one hour a day, just experience that. Yeah. Your own camera, then delete the video if you don't like your face. <laughs> so just totally harness, harness that skill. We need influencers, we need lawyers, we need footballers, we need doctors, we need teachers, we need nurses. To be in the public sphere. To be in the public. Yeah. Um, every day uh, we miss, up an, miss out on opportunity. Mm. Uh, and listen, if I wanted to get uh, an approval for something uh, from the government, Because people know me regarding the social media account. It's much easier. If I know a person, it's easier to give him um, uh, authorization, to give him approval for something. No matter what, this is, this is a worldwide thing. Yeah. If I know a person, that's why stars in Hollywood, they get things done very easy. They get uh, uh, a, problems uh, solved much easier. We'll acknowledge the fact that there is a, a, a line, a fine line between... Um, getting help from people and getting the W word you know the no no, no 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 I, and that's not what I, we're not, discussing not at all no, I'm not saying I want to emphasize that when we're talking about it's who you know this is a worldwide thing this is how human beings operate in general we, we operate under trust we see somebody putting um, valuable output into the world we have a tendency to say this guy's legit This guy knows what they're definitely, talking about. And me as definitely. a business, I trust to put my money on this guy. If you I know, know you, yeah. it's much easier for me to give you stuff, exactly. to do stuff with you. If I don't know you, I know you from mm. a name and a paper. Mm. It's very hard to do things. So I am trying to incentivize uh, Omanis to be more active on media because there is a lot of things going on uh, behind the scenes for you. You'll get benefits of that. Things will get easier. Mm. You'll get influencer money. You'll get uh, um, all of those are addition to you. If you are capable, I highly recommend take off the camera. Mm. It only needs is a, just a smartphone. Yeah. Smartphone, Instagram account, Snapchat, but don't be those horrible people with a bad message. Please. <laughs> We're not judging. <laughs> you know, um, there, are, there are two ways most famous people get um, famous for mm. controversy or comedy. Mm. Don't go through the controversy line. 
you can throw comedy even in this conversation. It's yeah. I, I quite enjoy it. It's very light and very comedy is a powerful going. tool. But it's yeah, it's not controversy, and it's um, there. The comedy is powerful even in serious context. Yes. You know, you can have a very intellectual conversation, but if you're also laughing about stuff, most definitely, that, this most uh, definitely. Yeah. Just uh, stay away from the controversy side. Yeah. You don't need that in your life. Mm-hmm. Even that influence that they will get. It's a negative influence. So, uh, be some, that person. Some, some might say all all publicity is good publicity. What do you say to that? Um, actually, uh, I remember my good friend. Uh, he has a very very uh, big company, mm. and we have a group in WhatsApp. Uh, and this friend was uh, in that group. So we saw his truck in his company. He has a very famous company flipped mm. on Wadi Kabir. I remember that was uh, the place. And we were laughing at him in the group in the WhatsApp. We said, "Haha, your company is there, and your name now is uh, uh, around the world, no? <laughs> because your your uh, your truck driver flipped his uh, mm. truck." Mm. And he said something, and I, I, I'll never forget that. He says, "There's no such thing as bad publicity." I have a different point of view regarding that. See, in a conservative world, you need to know about your kind of influence. Is it negative or bad? This is a conservative world. We are here. We're aware about what we say, what we talk, and um, there is sign of certain boundaries that you don't need to cross. cross. Yeah. If you are in a different place, maybe a different time, you can do whatever you want. Be controversial. We've seen many influencers currently. They have a multi-billion-dollar uh, business regarding some sort of event that happened to them, even though it's a, a bad uh, certain uh, uh, what do you call it event uh, or um, incident. Incident. Or, yeah. So. Be aware that we are in a conservative world. You have to be smart about it. Be wise. I I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I feel like people can fall under the trap of thinking whatever works in the West would work here. We are a very nuanced culture. Mm. And for us to be able to navigate this culture, we need to have real understanding and empathy for it. And so we can navigate our way past it. You can't just take anything from the West and be like, superimpose it love what you do love mm. who you are love your dishdasha love mm. your uh, accent love mm. your musar mm. love this nation love the earth of this nation mm. love whatever you are from you cannot disown this and work with this this is our culture everybody knows our culture so work with who we are people will accept you I want to relate to you Abdullah I want to relate to whoever is wearing this dishdasha and showing his face in social media do not be scared of the camera the camera is your friend I can't find a better way to end this conversation <laughs> than at this point. Thank you for having me, Abdullah. Like, I had, had, had an amazing time Me too, man. Thank you so much for accepting and for coming and for sharing so openly, really, uh, for being so vulnerable with it. Now, uh, I know you said that I would come to your show. Listen, I don't want to put you... Abdullah podcast. I want, I want to put you in a spot. Your show, what I love about it is focused. You know, my show is very broad. Yours is about entrepreneurs. And now I've done a little bit of entrepreneurship, but I, I don't know how I would fit into your show. You know, I, I, I'm more of a, I'm a creator. That's exactly what we want to hear. Okay. That's exactly what we want. I'm a creator as well. Yeah. So we can align things together. Yeah. Talk about your creations, your videos, how, what is your process to create stuff? Mm. It's fantastic. Well, stay tuned. You're going to hear me on Abdullah's podcast, the other Abdullah, Abdullah Al-Hina'i. Uh, just for uh, people who don't know, uh, my podcast called Coffee with Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we host entrepreneurs. We've done 20 episodes. My favorite is his last one. Guys, you have to, <laughs> you have to listen to this. Wallah, I enjoyed that 
so much it was with uh, this uh, his your mentor uh, uh, Nalish Kimji mm. and he goes through the we're not going to talk much about it here but he goes through the history of the Kimji family in terms of business uh, 150 years back till today my mind was blown and my my perception of uh, the Kimji family or business completely altered after that interview so I really thank you for putting that you know out, we yeah. saw we, we see their name in every corner in Oman yeah. and we don't know the story mm. so I was very lucky and blessed that he and it's your interview. first interview in English that yes. you did on your podcast yes, which yes. is also very fascinating it was, it was. Well. and I, I, I really thank uh, Nalish for uh, coming to the podcast because he shared information that you know we all know the brand but we don't know the story and the story is incredible man mashallah like I was you know focused <laughs> <laughs> now the thing is we've raised the bar so high yeah. now that the next steps are high. Yeah. you know what I will come next so <laughs> we need, I will we, be the victim we, we need to drop the bar <laughs> well Abdullah and I thank you so much my pleasure I feel that nobody listening ain't nobody listening ain't nobody listening, ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.